this, I love this idea of doors. And we talk about a bunch of different doors that, that open for us, that God has us to walk through. And today I want to talk to you about the door of growth, the door of growth. And some of you may be in here and say, that doesn't sound exciting at all. I want to help you grow. That's my job. My job is to make sure that you're not staying stagnant. Now, I only have so much control over that. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. Because you can want to grow and you can have the desire to grow. But without the action of growth, you're going to stay the same. And we don't live in a day that you can afford to stay the same. Can I tell you the truth? The world has seen enough shallow Christianity. The world has seen enough people who are just kind of Christian. We need full out, fully committed followers of Christ. That's what the world needs to see. And that's what my hope is for you today. I want to help you discover that in your life. So would you make uh, stand to your feet? We're going to read the Word of God together. I'm going to take you into uh, the passage that contains probably the most, uh, my life passage you know, everybody has a passage of scripture that just keep coming back to. This is one of mine. The second scripture is, but it's found in John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Here's what the word says. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I want us to get that into our hearts and understand the power of the door that is Jesus. Let's pray. Father, for the next few moments, I pray, God, that you would speak to each of our hearts. That, God, you would begin to reveal yourself to us. Help us to see clearly, God. Help us to know that you are doing good on our behalf, that you are at work in our lives. And I pray this, Father, as this seed is sown, I pray that fertile soil will bring back, back a harvest of good in every single life. And finally, Lord, we pray this, that when we leave our time together today, we would leave changed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. He's good. God is so good. You know, and any time that we talk about abundant life, I get excited. That's just the honest to goodness truth. I do. I think the abundant life is what God created us for. The problem is our definition of an abundant life. Because when we talk about abundance uh, in our flesh mind, we're straight going to the things that we want and desire. We want the stuff, this, all those different things. And can I tell you this, is that this isn't a sermon about your stuff. This is a sermon about your heart. This is a teaching for us to understand what does God want from us with our abundance, with what he's given us. And the problem is this. There's two sections. There's the people that are living outside of abundance, and then there are people that are living in abundance. So there's a part of this teaching that could lean into, okay, once God gives you an abundance, what is your requirement? What does God expect from you? We'll talk about that eventually. 
But today what I want to do is help you get to that place of abundance. Because when I see the giftedness in the house, when I see the, uh, the talents that God has given people, and then when I, I see it, let's, let's be honest, when I see that gift squandered, it's heartbreaking. Because God has so much in store for his people. But the truth is, is that we become a bit lazy. That's just the truth of the matter. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? I, I know. I know you're sitting there. It's a bad time to talk about laziness right after Thanksgiving, and everybody's worried about that five pounds they gained this week, you know? And, but I, I'm telling you, there's that place in our lives that we have to say, God, I'm not satisfied with where I am. I need to change something. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you got so tired of something, some, so tired of perhaps it was your health, maybe it was a relationship, maybe, maybe it was your spiritual life, whatever it was, that you said, okay, enough is enough. Something's got to change. Anybody been there before? It doesn't take long to be alive to come to one of those crossroads. The challenge is what do you do? Because everybody can want change. Everybody can want to be better. But very few people are willing to do what it takes to get to that place. And I want to ask you today, are you ready to get to that place in your life? Are you ready to do whatever it takes to be who God truly called you to be? To be that anointed person that, that we're like Peter, man, walking down the street and your shadow rolls up. You know, this is scripture. Now I'm not making this up. And a shadow rolls across somebody and they're healed. That's, that's amazing. I don't hear about that very often. Anybody else had that experience when you walk by? Anybody? No, nobody yet. Okay, we'll work on that. But you know, the truth is, is that we want that anointing. We want that, that authority that comes with being a believer, with, comes with being on fire for God and fully committed. And the Bible talks so much about being fully committed. That really comes down to what we're talking about today. Because you can only rise to the level that your character will allow you to. People, this is, this is something important because I want you to see this because we think about this in leadership terms and, and many of you who have been through leadership courses and, and all these things, you'll understand this concept. But what I want you to do is realize it's not just a, 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 a spiritual or a carnal idea, but yet it's a spiritual law as well. If you want spiritual increase, you're going to have to realize then you're going to have to rise the level. You're going to have to raise the level of character in your life. You're going to have to raise the level of discipline in your life. You're going to have to step up and say, how bad do I want this? And let me tell you something. Today, the day that we live in is not a day that you can afford not to be fully committed. Because we talked about it over and over. When you read the scripture... When you look at what the world, where we're at, when you look at what the prophetic scripture is pointing us toward, you look at this, look, we don't know how long it will be before Jesus returns for the church, before he takes the church and the tribulation begins. We don't know how long that will be, but when I look at the world and I look at the situations and I look at what has already transpired prophetically, then I'm telling you, as we've taught and you know how I believe, is this, that it could be any moment. Everything that has been fulfilled, that needs to be fulfilled, has been fulfilled for that to happen. But what I need you to understand is that God has a job for us to do here and now. 
And we need to commit to that. And you know, I find it fascinating is that people want spiritual increase. And as a pastor, this is something that's, it can be, it can be so frustrating because you're pastoring people and most people want to grow. But like I said, only a handful of people are willing to do what it really takes to do that. You know, and I want to challenge you today because here's what I believe about this body, what, about our church, about this church in particular, is that we have so many people that are on the edge of massive growth. I, I think you're at a tipping point in your life. I believe you're at that place, and the, the church is at that place as well. There's this, this move of God. There's this outpouring of God that we look at and look at, and it's at this tipping point in people's lives. But people are hesitant to take the next step. Many times it's because they don't know what that next step looks like. Many times it's because they're going through some really difficult places. They're just trying to figure some things out. But a lot of times it's out of pure laziness because you're saying, Pastor, you mean I've got to do something for God to move? Yeah. You know, here's the thing. is like we like to come into where the presence of God is but we don't think about what it took in order to prepare that culture, to prepare that place for the presence of God to be there. I, I just want you to understand, because sometimes we think things just happen. They don't just happen. Look with me in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I want to look at verse 11 just real quick, and I'm going to actually read this out of the uh, the message, I call it a commentary, not a translation, but I love the way, the, the way he speaks these words in this manner. It's, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Hear that. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. That is a beautiful commentary to that passage. But that's the story of us as people is that we have this potential, this great life, this great anointing that God has for us, but we keep doing the same stuff over and over and over, just making the same mistake over and over and over, having the same attitude over and over and over, and God's saying, look, the issue is not without you, the issue is within you. The smallness that you feel is within you. Because God didn't create you for a small life. He created you for a purpose, for a destiny, to do something great. So what we can tell from these two scriptures really is this, that God's will is for every individual to grow. And I want to challenge you today. You need to grow. You say, Pastor, what kind of door is that? Well, the door of growth is one of those fascinating doors in this idea is this because, you know, I look at it like this, okay? How many people worship the event instead of the process? 
Or let me say it like this. We worship the event more than we worship the creator of the event. And here's what I want to say. It's, it's like if we're talking about a door, it's like we stand at the door and the, we open the door. There it is. It's the door of growth. And man, it's amazing. We feel good. It's like, man, that was an encouraging word. I feel empowered. And we begin to step through that door. And it's like, man, this is great. Look at this. It's spacious incredible landscape around me. Look, I can grow. I can see what that can be. And then it's like, you know what? That was great. So we turn back around and we go through the door again. And then we go back and go through the door again. Instead of moving through the door and moving into the promise that God has for you. You see, I grew up in a movement that was very uh, active. I mean, when we talk about uh, active in the Holy Spirit, active in those things, and I, I, I am so grateful for that history and that background. So grateful. But what I saw in a lot of lives was simply this, is that they were so caught up in that moment that they never moved beyond the moment. So what I want to tell you is that we need the moment, but we also have to grow beyond the moment. And too many of us keep walking through the door. When you keep walking through the door of an event, of a thing in your life, when you keep think, thinking, well, I'm just looking for that time. I hear people all the time saying, you know, I had this moment with God at such and such place when I was, you know, in my 30s or my 20s or when I met Jesus the first time, you know, and, and it was so powerful. And pastor, I've been roaming around looking, trying to find that one more time. And I'm like, you're not going to find the same thing again because God's never being still. And if you're looking for the same event when you got saved, then that should tell you in and of itself that something's off. Because once you got saved, you don't need that event again. You need to grow. You need another event in your life. So it's moving toward that goal. And so many people are resistant to move toward that. So what happens is, is people get stuck in a perpetual loop. We go from event to event to event to event. And what God's trying to speak into your lives today, what I believe the Lord's speaking to this body, to our church, is this. It's time to do what it takes to get to the next level of your life. It's time to commit in the areas that you've been soft. It's time to look at it and say, you know what, okay, enough. You know, I, I, it's that time of year that with all the holiday stuff that's going on, all that stuff, we all, I hear everybody, they're always saying, well, that's not the time to be watching what you're eating, pastor, because it's, it's holiday time. I'm going to tell you something. I think that is a ridiculous statement. I'm going to tell you right now, because if you just don't think about it and you go do whatever you want to do, you're going to, January is going to be rough. Right? I'm just telling you right now. So you're saying, Pastor, what am I supposed to do about those things? It's called discipline. It really is called discipline. You know what I learned? I can go to places, I can go to dinners, I can do these things, and I can take a little bit of something, and a little bit of something, and a little bit of something, and enjoy the company, and have just a little bit of something, and not feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> I don't have to be like my son-in-law was who was propped up on cushions on his bed that night and couldn't lay down because his heartburn was so bad because he ate so much. 
The truth in all of our lives is that discipline is so important in anything that you're going to accomplish. And can I tell you something? It's even more important in your spiritual life. God wants to bless you. He wants to pour his spirit out on you. He wants to use you in ways that you can't even imagine. But most of us are stuck at the door and we're in that loop moving through the door over and over and over saying, why doesn't anything change? Because you haven't changed. You see, when, when you're in that place, and many of us have been there, uh, that place of saying, hey, you know what? I, I need to be, be more conscious of my health. I need to take care of myself. And, you know, it's like, uh, I'm going to get a, a workout partner so I can go to the gym and I can do those things. Can I tell you something? You make that commitment and it's a challenge. I remember years ago, me and Grant Ross had decided, and y'all can tell we've been working out about the same amount of time. So, uh, You'll think about that later. But anyway, <laughs> as, as we started working out together years ago, I remember we walked into the gym and he was ahead of me just a little bit. And uh, we walk in the gym and, and I walk in there and, you know, it's like, I'm going to go to the, to the machines. You know, it's like, that's the safe place. And so that's the safe place. You look over at the free weights and, you know, in my mind, I thought, that's where the monsters roam. Right? It's like, I do not belong over there. You know, so it's like, let me stay safe over here. And, you know, and, and Grant Ross was good with that for a little bit. But then eventually, he, I came in. I said, what are we doing today, man? What are we doing? And he goes, I've got an idea. And he walked over toward the free weights. I'm going, oh, whoa, oh, oh, wait a minute, man. I don't belong over. He goes, we'll try it. Come on. It's, it's all good. We go over there. I'll never forget. I'll never forget this moment because, you know, we're sitting on the bench press. I'm like, I have no business here at the bench press. None. I'm like, this is going to be embarrassed. This is going to be humiliating. That's what was going through my head the entire time. I'll, I'll never forget, we, we started, and, and he said, well, we'll just warm up with the bar. You know, so we'll warm up with the bar. So I grabbed the bar, and I, I started to warm up with the bar, and I went, oh, dear Lord, this is going to be bad. <laughs> you know, I'm stressing myself out completely. So concerned with the people around me that I'm not thinking about the process whatsoever. And I look over to my side and there's one of those monsters <laughs> on the one beside me. And he's got so much weight on that bar that the bar is kind of doing that, that bending thing. And he's, he's kind of grunting and groaning like, you know, so he's, like he's fixing to kill somebody, you know, it's that sort of thing. And I'm like going, oh Lord, help me. This is, this is so bad. You know, and then they put some weight on it and we started working out. And I remember one of those guys coming over to me, the scary monster came over to me and said this. He says, if you ever need anything, let me know. And he said this, he said, it's about the process. Everybody starts somewhere. But if you don't start, you'll never get to where you want to be. See, the problem in our lives is that we get intimidated by the next level because we're comparing ourselves to somebody else's next level. What I'm telling you today is God's got something so unique for you, so powerful for you. What you have to do in your life is really simple. Commit to the process. Commit. You know, Grant Russell's quoting a scripture said, for those who fully commit to the Lord, I'm telling you, that is the change agent in your life. And I want to challenge you today. What area are you not fully committed to? What area are you not saying, God, I need to go all in with my life? God, where am I stuck and I'm not moving beyond the door into maturity? 
Because the Bible tells us there's a time for the milk of the word, but then there's a time for the meat of the word. You know, as an infant, you don't give them, uh, you don't, you don't give them meat until they're ready and they can consume the meat in a healthy way. In our lives, it's the same spiritually. You need to go to the place where you're saying, man, I don't need to just hear about salvation every week. I don't need to just hear about that every time, even though it's important. And that will always be one of the calls from this platform. But for you as an individual, you're saying, you know what? There comes a place where I realize, no, no, I need the meat of what's going on. That's not about the substance of what's being taught to you. That's about the determination in your heart. Because can I tell you this? If you want to grow, it doesn't matter where you go. Since I'm talking about me and Grant Ross in the gym, I remember we went on a, a trip uh, with a bunch of folks one time, and uh, we were up in the mountains, and uh, I, I believe he was training for an event. And so it was like, we we're going to keep working out no matter what, but there wasn't any gym anywhere. So we just found stuff around in nature and we, we worked out no matter what was going on. Every morning, we were out doing it. Every, why? Because we were committed. Well, let's be honest. He was committed, I was guilted into it. But anyway, that's, that's another story altogether. But the, the reality is that when you're committed to something, it doesn't matter what's around you because I, I know this, that what's presented to you in any form or fashion, God will multiply in your life when you are looking to grow, when your desire is to grow. So think of this, the experience, the event, that moment that's so beautiful, that's the gateway. That's the beginning place for you to step into the future that God has for you, to walk in that anointing that you're gonna so desperately need in the coming days. See, the truth is, we're in the end of November now, stepping into December. And then in January, we start a brand new year. And guess what comes with this brand new year? An election cycle. I didn't hear any groans. I, I'm surprised. Because with an election cycle and in our world that's chaotic already, it's even going to become more chaotic. And can I tell you this? God needs you to be the light he called you to be. He needs you to be the man or woman of God that he created you to be. But remember this. I want to give you uh, just two real quick key thoughts. The first one is this. Your spiritual growth will not happen by accident. It will require deliberate effort, commitment, and discipline. Isn't that just a joyful thing that you wanted to hear on the, day, the Sunday after Thanksgiving? Really, effort and commitment and discipline. But the most important part of that is the word deliberate, intentional. When we decide, I need to do this. I know who God's called me to be, and I feel this in my heart. I feel that tug of the Holy Spirit calling me to greater, to do things. But what I can tell you is that systematic behavior will bring you supernatural increase. Systematic behavior. What does that even mean in your life? I think it really, I think the most obvious place that people miss in their lives, the most powerful growth tool that you could ever have is God's word. And the sad truth in the American church is that we live in the most biblical illiterate, biblically illiterate church age. Our culture has, has been, it's our 
church culture has been dumbed down to the extent that people don't know scripture like they used to. And when we come to that place, I'm telling you, the word is the place where you'll get the most growth, the most impact, the most bang for your buck, if we're looking at it in an ROI fashion, is that if you want some change, you need to be committed to his word. There's a scripture I want you to look at real quick, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. The Bible says, now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into, transformed into the same image from glory to glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, to just simplify this passage, what I want you to realize is like saying that we are changed when we behold His glory, right? Now, how is, what is this pathway for us to behold that glory. The key is his word. And the more we stay in his word, the more we behold his glory. And that is what changes that character, that lid in your life that keeps limiting you in your level of growth and all those things. I'm telling you, the word of God will change you. It will strengthen you. It'll give you the tools that you need in your life. Why? Because the word of God is alive. And the word of God is what builds us and works on us. Let me, let me give it to you like this. In the book of Mark, I've got to hurry. The book of Mark chapter four, verses 26 and 27. He said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. What I want you to get out of this is simply this. That spiritual growth and development does not happen by accident. You're going to have to sow some seed. But here's the beauty of what happens when God anoints that, when we do things in a scriptural way, when we understand that our truth, our guideline in this life is the unadulterated word of God. When we realize this, we're sowing the seed of faith in our life. And what happens is the Bible says... And overnight, things begin to happen, and we don't know how, other than God is doing it. Now, I could go around the room right now and say, how many of you have sown seed and believed for things, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, wow, it's like you, never, you didn't expect it. Some of you forgot the seed that you had sown, and, but through your faithfulness, all of a sudden, you start seeing things happen in your life. You start seeing the breakthrough. Perhaps you're praying for your business. I remember in one of my businesses when I was younger, uh, it was about the time of 9-11. If so I think we're old enough to remember that day very vividly in this room. And I'll, I'll never forget, I was in advertising and uh, we had a production company. And I'll never forget, I was sitting down in my office and I'm looking at my, this is back in the day of, day, of big day timers on your desk. You remember you used to have those? And I remember looking at it and there were no clients, nothing scheduled. And I was thinking, oh my, God, what? This is crazy. I had, there's no work. What is God? And I'm looking at it. It's happening everywhere. That, everything shut down in that moment. And there was not, nothing, there was nothing happening. We're come, we were coming up on Christmas, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, Lord. And I remember I was telling my wife, I said, Tawana, I don't know 
what we're going to do. And she said, well, honey, have you prayed over your calendar yet? And I looked at her and I said, of course. I hadn't prayed over my calendar. I was like, of course I did. And uh, so I immediately went back down because my office was, we had an office at the house and, and I went back down into my office and I looked at my day timer and I just, I remember I said, I laid hands on it. I said, God, we've been faithful. You gave us this business to glorify you. And Lord, I just speak right now that you're going to open the door and Father, we will walk through that door. I trust you and I declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I sat there with my eyes closed for a minute with full expectation. When I opened my eyes, there were going to be full calendar schedules on there, but that's not what happened. But can I tell you, within three days, my calendar was full. What's the challenge? What is the difference? See, some of you realize that, see, that in those moments, all right, and I want you to get this. Because this is important for your next uh, challenge in your life. That next rough moment, because they're coming, right? We know that they're coming. You're either coming out of a storm, you're in a storm, or, or you're about to go into one, right? That's, that's kind of how life is. And you say, Pastor, I want to be strong through these things. Why is spiritual growth important in this? Because here's the thing. What you do now, the seed that you sow now, the effort you put into the now, will define how God can move in your next. You need to recognize this. Why did God bless us through that season? It wasn't because I just simply prayed a prayer. It's because God's faithful when we're faithful. Twana and I had made a commitment that we were giving X amount, that we're doing this, and it was for God. It was all this. And you know what? We were faithful, faithful, faithful. When it came time in that moment, I knew in my mind I could remind God, God, I have been faithful. You know my faithfulness. I need a blessing. I need you to change this situation. And guess what? God did. And he's done the same thing in many situations in my life, and I know in many of yours. But what I'm reminding you of today is that you've got to understand it's not by accident. If you want to be a powerhouse for the kingdom of God, if you want to make a difference for the kingdom of God, you're going to have to stop just flowing through life. <sighs> you know, I, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm just a spiritual hippie. Pastor, I'm just kind of floating around this thing and doing this. Hey, you know what? I'm all about it. I, I'm a former hippie myself. But what I can tell you, the truth is, that if you just keep floating around, you're going to have the same thing that you always have. The one thing I learned in life, and especially in my spiritual life, the more committed I am to spiritual disciplines, the more faithful I am in the things, and I'm talking day after day after day to where it just becomes routine in your life to where this is just who I am. This is what I do the more God opens doors of opportunity and the more God grows me as a man grows me as who he created me to be. So we have to realize this is what it's like. And it doesn't happen by accident. So let's look at one more key thought. And it's finally, it's this, that if you want to increase spiritually, then you must move beyond the initial event because that doorway is just the beginning. I want to tell you, can I, can I just be real honest in the last few minutes that I've got? Not that I haven't been honest up to this point, but more honest or whatever. 
There are times that I do not feel anointed. There are times that I'm like, God, I don't want to preach. I don't want to teach. I want to slap somebody. Y'all been there? Like, Lord, I would really just like to tell somebody really what I think. You know, I'd I'd like really, but could you imagine that message? You know, Lord, I I just don't, I don't want to be up there. I don't feel like it. I don't feel good. I'm just irritated. It's, you know, I'm mad at my wife or my wife's mad at me. It hadn't been one of those great moments, you know, and it's one of, I'm telling you, we all hit those seasons. Everybody hits those seasons of life. The difference is when you know, I don't worship the experience. I worship the creator of the experience. And what I also know is that experience, I may be over here, but it's not back there. I may be in this place where I'm feeling a little empty and I'm feeling a little isolated. I'm feeling a little lonely. I'm feeling a little let down. I'm feeling a little angry and all this stuff. And I don't feel that anointing, overcoming, let's, you know, happy pastor kind of feeling, you know. But, but I know in my heart, I know this. That experience has led me to this place. And I know that God hasn't changed. And I also know I've been faithful through that time. So what that means is I will not listen to my circumstance. I will not have my eyes on the problem. I will not keep my eyes on the mountain that's in front of me. I will lift my eyes into the hill for where I know my hope comes from because I know that I know that I know that God is going to show up even in my weakness. So my question really comes down to this in all of our lives. Are you willing to do what it takes to lift the lid of your life spiritually, to be the man or woman that God's really called you to be? Because you know what the reality is? Count the cost. Because you know what it's going to require? It's going to require that you pray more. It's going to require that you're in his word more. You know what else is going to require? It's going to require that you're in with his people more. It's going to require that you step up your commitment to him in every area of your life. And I can tell you this, as we move into 2024 in the next month, you're going to find that you need that more than ever before. I will tell you, the spiritual warfare is ramping up in every area. I was able to go to a, a, a government meeting this weekend uh, <clears throat> and the people that were there had told me, that asked me to come say a few words, had, uh, had told me, now, Pastor, there's a spiritual battle going on here and, you know, we just want to tell you here's what's going on and without going into a lot of detail, you know, it was, it was hot. It was hostile. And what I can tell you is this, we can either choose to hide out and not confront the enemy. But then when, if that's the choice you make, don't complain when the devil's the one that's running the show in your community. Or you can declare this, I'm a child of God called with a purpose. And I will not back down from what God's called me to be. I will be a light in every situation. I will speak God's truth in every situation. And I won't declare my truth. I'll declare his truth because his truth is my chosen truth. And that's what I want you to understand. We need to be the people God's called us to be. God gave us a victory that night. But what I want you to understand, 
is there's a battle. And the choice, are you willing to stand up and be who God's called you to be? Then you need to start in the training. If that's what your heart is, get to work. It's time. And you watch. God will, God will move it faster than you thought possible. Because he takes that little bit that you give him and he multiplies it. I love that. All he's asking for you to do is be willing to sow the seed. Said, because here's the word God brings the increase, you don't. God brings the increase. All he needs is you to be willing to sow. God, I'm sowing my discipline, I'm sowing discipline in my life. I'm gonna spend time in prayer. I'm gonna seek your face, God, greater than I ever have before. And remember this. God's desire for you is for you to grow. What's hindering you? I'm gonna share one scripture and I'm closing. First Peter chapter two. Verse two. It says, as newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Look. He's wanting you to grow. He doesn't want you to constantly stay on the milk. He wants you to move beyond that. But you're going to have to commit. Those things in your life that you've just been kind of playing with, you're going to have to let them go. You're going to have to fully commit to God, and you know exactly what that is in your life this morning. But I can encourage you this, in this way, is that God will take your effort and your sacrifice and who will multiply the good in your life. That I promise. Would you bow your head and close your eyes all across the room? Father, we've sown your word. And Lord, I pray that today you would multiply that in the lives of your people. God, I pray that the areas that we are restricting our own growth that God, you'll reveal that to us if we're not seeing it. And if we do see it, I pray, God, that you would convict our hearts and give us the strength to sacrifice that to you, to let it go and leave it at the foot of the cross. Father, there are some of us in this room today that we're not living for you. But today, we're gonna make a choice to follow you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today and you say, Pastor, you know what? Those areas in my life that I struggle with, I know there's places in my life that I need to commit to God. I know it's time for me to get far more serious than I have been. I need you to be praying for me. I need you to be lifting me up as I pray and as I dig in deeper. Pastor, it is time to grow. If that's you, you say, Pastor, pray for me. Would you just slip your hand up so I can remember how to pray for you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep, thank you. Yes, 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 thank you, thank you. Yep, yep, I'm seeing thank you. Yes, thank you. Yep, thank you, yes. Amen. You can place your hands back down. Now I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And I'm also going to ask our altar workers and pastors that are available if they'll just join me at the front very quickly. And I'm going to ask you once more to bow your head and close your eyes. Today I'm going to ask the most important question that we will ever ask in this house. And I want you to hear me. 
that I'm not asking this question just because it's a question to ask. I'm asking this question because the answer of this question to you will determine where you spend eternity. So I'm not asking about your history. I'm not asking about where you came from or who your mom and dad was or what happened in your childhood. I'm asking you right now and you say, Pastor, I'm here and I know there's sin in my life. I know that I'm not living the life that God called me to live and I need to make a change. I need to commit myself to Jesus fully. I need to follow him. I need to repent and come clean before Christ. I'm not going to call you to the front this morning, but you're here and you say, Pastor, that's me. With every head bowed, every eye closed, it's a personal business. And you say, that's me, Pastor. Thank you. Hands already going up. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. I don't want to miss a single one. Amen. You can place your hands back down. Now, everyone, look at me one more moment. You raise your hand today and say,